The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Rainmaker Multiplier Podcast. I'm excited about this session because this is something that we've had great success in growing my financial services practice, the J.L. Smith Group, and I'm excited to bring Brian Bibbo, uh, my business partner at the J.L. Smith Group and really the, the lead rainmaker in the practice. He, he uh, you know, he's definitely the one bringing in the, you know, the most amount of new assets year over year. He was our number one advisor for the financial institutions at C2P Enterprise last year uh, in the uh, financial uh, uh, services companies there. And so um, he's done a fantastic job of leveraging our tax practice at the JL Smith Group, as well as another tax practice that we were able to build a relationship with about an hour from our office. So what we're going to talk about, and welcome, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Hey, just happy to be here. The opportunity to help other advisors make it rain. <laughs> awesome. And so, you know, what's, uh, what we're going to talk about is, uh, is really the concept of renting versus owning a tax practice. So that's, when, when I say renting versus owning, I'm talking about a concept of, you know, if you own a tax practice, it's either you build a tax preparation service or firm uh, out of your financial services business from the ground up or you buy a tax practice. That would be an example of owning. Renting a tax practice would be building a collaborative relationship with another tax practice that you can utilize or leverage their tax clients to grow your financial services firm and likely do a revenue sharing agreement like we're going to explain to you that we have done. Now, before we uh, start talking about that, what I want to do is, uh, Brian, I want to kind of go back in time with you a little bit and reminisce. And, and let's remember back when you started out as an intern. And what year was that? I know it was right around 10 years ago, right? Or a little over. Yeah, it was back when they were building the Egyptian pyramids about 10 years ago. So. <laughs> right? And so yeah. I remember Brian and his buddy came on board originally kind of both at the same time helping out during tax season, you were by far, you were the rock star out of the two of you guys, Brian, and obviously you're still around, but you started out really just on the tax side of things. That's how you cut your teeth. Yeah, so I got hired by the CPA in the firm at that time, the guy managing the tax practice, strictly to do tax returns because he was overwhelmed with the volume uh, this was your second tax practice. This is the second year we had the taxes done. I wasn't there for the first year, 2008 being the first year, 2009 being the second year. So when we look at that is I just started off preparing tax returns, meeting with the clients uh, and, and helping them getting the taxes done. And then from there, we blossomed. You know, every year we've had growth to roughly 7 to 12%. And over the years, we continue to grow, continue to grow. And in the last year, we did over 2,000 tax returns 
uh, in our 11th season. So that was very that was very exciting. It's very encouraging to see the growth of it. But the whole thing is why we're on this call is, okay, taxes are great. You can make a little bit of money from that. But we are in the financial services industry. So our goal was to take those tax clients and convert them to financial clients. Let's speak to how we've been able to do that. In the last year, and holds true for 2019 up until this podcast today, that we have been able to make 30% of our financial business written come from the tax clients. So people that originated from coming in from either the tax postcard, seeing our, our, our actual sign out front or referrals to get their taxes done, we've been able to convert them and 30% of our business, financial business, has come from those individuals. And if you think about that, and it's holding true this year, you know, we got four months left in the year, but, you know, we're forecasting somewhere around $60 million of new assets in 2019. So when you look at that, you know, maybe somewhere in the ballpark of $20 million, you know, coming from tax clients, right? I mean, 18, $20 million coming from just from our existing tax clients. So to go from, and I remember the first year we did it, um, we just literally just, you know, uh, asked a, a, a local CPA, we ran an ad on Craigslist, actually, local CPA, the guy that hired you agreed to do the tax returns. We told him it'd probably be about 100 returns. We sent out 10,000 postcards, direct mail postcards, and literally just, you know, bought the software and he started doing the tax preparation. And then I delivered every return. So he would, they'd come and meet with him. They'd do the tax preparation. And then I would sit down and deliver every one of those returns. And then the second year, you know, I delivered the bulk of all those returns. I think we did like 180 returns the second year, the year that you joined us, Brian. And now to grow from First year, 100 returns to year, what, year 10 to 2,000 returns. Pretty, pretty phenomenal growth that we've experienced. And now, you know, I don't deliver returns anymore unless they got a lot of money that <laughs> you guys have flagged for me to sit down with, which, you, you know, you guys do a fantastic job with that. But you still deliver a lot of returns, Brian, and that's where a ton of, I mean, you were, as I mentioned before, you were the number one advisor for all C2P Enterprise of new assets brought in. And it, and it holds true even for you. It wasn't about a third of your new assets because you brought in like, what was it, like $30 million last year yourself. And so wasn't um, wasn't about a third of that came from uh, tax clients. Yeah, you're spot on with that. Yeah, I was a little shy of $30 million last year. I'm hoping to get to $30 million this year. It looks like I'm on the trajectory to do that and maybe a little bit more. But, yeah, a third of my business last year came from the tax practice. And it's, it's just that consistency. It's the ability to sit in front of the client year after year. And sometimes they're not ready. But when a life event changes or they're talking about retirement, I've had the ability to talk to them and uh, help them along the way. And how much better of an advisor from a competition standpoint, when you're going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, you know, what do you think, do you, do you believe, and I know the answer, I'm softball and teeing this up for you. I mean, the competitive advantage for you to understand the tax component of things, right? 
because of the volume of tax uh, returns that you deliver and just learning how to read and identify gaps and opportunities in a tax return, what a competitive advantage that is as a financial planner. Yeah, and our listeners, one of the biggest takeaways here is every financial plan that I construct, there is a tax planning aspect to it. Whether I'm doing forecasting for the future, talking about Roth conversions, talking about ways to save taxes, every financial plan I'm doing that with. And that's far and in between to see advisors actually being, one, able to offer the tax advice, because we on the tax practice, we're able to do that. And in addition, it's who's talking about taxes? You know, even if an advisor is smart about them, are they putting them in their financial plans like we've grown out and done over the years? And Brian, what would you say one of the biggest advantages, because all we've talked about is the owning component so far. And we're going to switch gears here in a few minutes over to the renting, you know, and talk about the relationship we've been able to develop with the firm about an hour from ours, the tax firm. But on the owning side, what would you say the biggest advantage or advantages of owning it versus renting renting it would be, especially now that you can contrast the two because of the relationship we've had for a couple of years with with the firm, uh, you know, an hour from our office. Yeah, the the biggest thing is it does bring in revenue to the firm. It is a net profitable lead generation, so you always like that. Uh, It continues to grow. You're always seeing new faces, so that's exciting. I mean, if you think about what you pay to actually bring those leads in the door, it is nowhere compared to some of the other, you know, streams that we're doing to actually put butts in the seats in front of us. So, I mean, that's probably the biggest advantage is the the cost of getting someone in front of us is very low. Right. But what about, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's a profitable lead generation solution. We're making money. Instead of spending money, we're making money to get in front of financial clients. Think about that. A profitable lead generation solution, which is so, which is amazing. What would you say like specific to, okay, owning it um, versus running it? I mean, I think one of the other things, and it was what we were talking about before we got on this, this podcast, is like the control aspect, Right. I mean, it's, you know, when, when, when the, the person you partner up with is going through a life event or gets real busy or whatever it is, you're, you're under their, uh, con- I don't want to say control, but yet to a certain extent, it, you're, it's up to them to make things happen sometimes, right? Versus when you own it, I mean, you, you make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, the, one of the biggest things you're sharing with us is, you know, owning it, you have control of the business. The, the running, the, you know, the, one of the biggest cons to, to running it, which we're about to get into, is you don't really control the tax practice. You don't control how returns are delivered. All those kind of things where here, owning it, that's one of the biggest advantages. Right. And I would say the biggest disadvantage if you had to, and, you know, let's just call it what it is, it's a fair amount of work to run another business, right? And so you got to get your, you got to get your hands dirty for a period of time. I did it originally when we launched the tax practice, you know, it took a fair amount of my time, 
but then it really went over to, to you and you it took a lot of your time through the years that otherwise you could make the argument that you could have focused on you know financial planning you know and and, and doing that core business um but at the end of the day that work that you're doing you almost chalk it up as prospecting because the work you're doing to build that business that profitable tax practice ultimately is prospecting because you're building these tax clients that eventually you sit down in front of deliver the tax return have the opportunity to explain the services and in the meanwhile in all the while you're becoming a better holistic financial planner because you're adding the tax component to it and you can bring that tax planning advice that you otherwise would have never gotten as good at if you weren't in the trenches in the taxes. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the experience that I have learned over the years and you're right, Jason, we're calling it the right thing is it is a lot of work and you're going to have to hire additional team members to manage it. I mean, when we're doing 2000 returns, we got a lot of team members handling handling it. I mean, I got to the point where I'm lucky that I only do, you know, maybe 100, 150 returns for my top A clients or my top B clients. The next thing down the line that you run into is I'm delivering the majority of the returns. You know, Jason, we do tee up the ones for you, the higher net worth. So as your practices continue to grow, you have the ability to do these things, but you are creating more and more leads for the whole team to, to eat off of. If we look at it this way, we have Jeff delivering tax returns, Jason, myself, Gary, Chad, and Joe. We got six people delivering tax returns because no one can handle that workload of delivering those 2,000 tax returns. Right, right. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, I mean, the, the big advantage to another big one of owning it, and then I want to switch over to talk about the running component, is the uh, the magnet to have other advisors want to join your firm because you're creating so much activity and such a big a volume of people that you need multiple advisors to serve those people. So ultimately, you can duplicate yourself as the rainmaker, not make it all reliant on you, but be able to bring in other advisors that and keep them very busy with a lot of activity with those tax funds. So let's talk about renting, Brian. Let's talk, tell me about, from, let's go back to the beginning in 2017. How did we meet this firm? Yeah, yeah, great question. What we, what we were deciding to do was, was grow the business at the time. And we were looking at other firms that were selling their tax practices. So that's how it came about. And we engaged with this individual, and he said, you know what, I don't know if I want to sell it. So we were sitting at dinner. It was me, Jason, Jeff, and uh, his name is Ron. We were able to sit there and talk to him. And we're like, well, if, if you don't really want to sell it, that's fine. But how about we join your practice? How about we start marketing financial services to all of your existing tax clients? And well, as any business owner would say, he was thinking, what's in it for me? No doubt about it. With him. <laughs> what's in it That's for right. me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we were able to talk to him and said, well, this is what we're going to do. Let's set up a cost-sharing arrangement. And what that cost-sharing arrangement kind of looks like for us is 
any business that's written with state or, or state life or health that we are going to give him following the fine mind grind structure we're writing on his existing clients he's going to be the fine we're going to give him 20 percent of that business that is written you know you're talking about your annuities you're talking about your life insurances you're talking about your long-term care your funeral expense trust and your your medicare what we have grown the practice is we have gary going out there and uh i'll give you an example he's going out there twice next week but he's signing up the clients that are turning 65 for Medicare supplement advantage plans, prescription drug plans, and all those of a life. Yeah. And then you're doing, you know, you're really the main, you're the only one really working with the financial clients. And again, that's the thing is they have 2000 tax clients, but we can only penetrate, you know, so much of that client base when you're renting because you don't have the control over the marketing and everything else. You're a little bit at, you know, at the liberty of you know how much they're willing to you know to participate let's you know open up you know but but let's talk about last year right because we have a full year of 2018 we we built this relationship the end of 2017 started marketing in the fourth quarter of 17 and we did some cool creative things we sent out bucket plan books to all the main i don't know how many it was quite a few of their our uh prospects right or, or their clients yeah we so we say because we we did the demographic on the ages that was super important um we did everyone from about 55 to 70 years of age and it was it was shy of i want to say 700 700 books we actually sent out as crazy as that sounds and it wasn't that bad uh from what we get the the books for and the mailing and everything but it turned out good but i want to talk about what we originally started with we originally started with doing workshops for their existing clients. So we sent out a mailer that had four different workshops on it for four different, uh, it was about over a three month period. So we did a social security, Medicare, long-term care, and then also a tax workshop for all the existing clients. That's really where we started. Uh, and that's where we cut our teeth in on that business. We told, uh, the business owner, we're going to send everything out. You don't have to do anything besides give us the list. So it ended up costing us about $800 to $1,000 between mailing the letters and the stamps. And we sent those out to the client. And it was amazing the turnout that we got. All the events that we ended up doing, um, they pretty much packed the room. We were doing them at a country club in Fremont, Ohio. And they usually hold either banquet situations or weddings uh, in this room. And we were packing it each time. I mean, there was somewhere between 30 to 40 households each event, which is amazing. And obviously, that was the first time they were offering these kind of things. So the, the first few of the turnouts were, were that high, which, was, which is exciting. That's really what kicked off our 2018 and how we were so successful. And I want to share some revenue numbers with you, Jason, here. And for everyone listening, uh, his biggest check in one month, and it was October of last year, because it takes time to, for the relationships to mature and work out, it was just shy of $15,000. His check was just shy of $15,000. We've also created a residual income for him with the Medicare that he's getting from those. In addition, I mean, last year his checks were in the ballpark of, of close to – like $38,000, $40,000 that it was close to. So if you do reverse engineer the math on that, 
that's probably that's about 190,000 of gross revenue. 20% of that would be 38 grand. So if he got 38, that means 190 came to us. So we netted out over 150,000 and that's only on the insurance business. Don't that doesn't count because we don't do any revenue sharing on any of the AUM when we do as much AUM as we do insurance. And so at the end of the day, it's a really solid relationship to do that revenue sharing agreement of 20%. And I tell you too, I've talked to a lot of advisors through the years, and what you typically hear is somewhere around 20 or 25% are the two most common numbers of when you're sharing revenue with the CPA firm. So that fine mind grind that Brian explained that we basically work off of 40% goes to the house to cover overhead and expenses of the financial services firm, the staff, the services, the clients, the overhead, the everything else. So now you got 60%. The 60s broken up 2020, find mind grind. Find is the one who brings the client to the table, in this case, the CPA firm. The mind is the one that formulates recommendation, closes the sale, and the grind is the one that's going to service the financial services business of that client going forward. So what we do is we cut them in on the fine 20%. The mind and the grind is the advisor that is going to work directly with that client on the financial services business, and the 40% goes to the house to cover expenses. Absolutely. Let's talk about, Jason, the progression. We talked about where we started, but let's talk about where we are now. Uh, the owner of that business, you know, had some, had some different things going on this year, and we haven't done too many workshops for the existing clients, but what we've started doing in the area was nonprofit adult education workshops to new people in the area. What, what the cost arrangement here is, or, or the sharing is, anyone that comes in to get their taxes done, he is going to keep 100% of that revenue. We, we don't want to do those extra taxes. We'll let his staff do them. It brings in more money for his team. It brings in more money for him. But the goal here was he's going to allow us, he's been allowing us to do these workshops around his area, but it was a place to meet with all these new prospects that are coming from these workshops. So that, that's been very powerful. The cost sharing here is you know, we have the 100%, 40% is always going to go to the house. We're going to take that other 60%, that that gross revenue, and then we're going to take what we've paid for the workshops there and all the expenses we've paid out of pocket, and we're going to give him 10% of that net revenue from those adult education workshops that we're doing out there. So, it's it's worked out it's working out very well we just started doing those in may and as i kind of share with you jason is it kept my numbers up through the summer months because we started those in may and it's a it's an underserviced area so we've had a lot of turnouts we just did i just did a social security workshop last night uh for new people at the library there was about 19 to 20 households there and i got about 14 appointments out of it so very exciting looking forward to continue to grow and it being a, a profitable adventure for all of us. Yeah, it's awesome. And you know what, in, in Brian, did we, cause I know we put our, we put a sign out front or we're part of his sign now, like our name and logos out in the very front of the building. 
And and uh, what do we pay for that? I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. So it was kind of like that, but we said, hey, let's get our name out of the sign. So we have a sign, it's a big, big sign. It, it says the accounting group out there. Then right underneath it, uh, about two thirds of the size of his, right underneath it says the JL Smith group. We paid 50%. We did not pay the whole thing. We paid 50% of, of having it all done because it's going to be equally shared there. So we people look at this like, hey, it really is our second office. Yeah, it's awesome. We get to put it on our website and everything else and to do a 10% revenue share on additional. Plus, we're plugged, giving him all the tax business. It's another win for him. I mean, so, and it's really preparing if he ever does decide to sell, we're right there as the next buyer, right? Because we're ingrained, you know, into that firm and the clients and the employees. So there's a lot of benefits benefits to the whole renting concept. What would you say is the biggest pro to the renting versus owning? Not having to manage the tax season, the tax practice, not having to control the staff, all those kind of things. Right. You know, as we kind of said that that was a it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort for those things to happen. So, you know, we don't have to do that. And we can just plug in. You know, I was I was actually there this morning, there last night. All I have to do is show up to meet with the prospects, to meet with the clients. I already have a nice office there. So it's 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 nothing, you know, in the administrative side of things I don't have to worry about. Awesome. Well, we're gonna wrap here, Brian. I would really wanna thank you for your time and uh you shared so much great knowledge and experience. And uh, as everybody knows, we're the process people, Clarity to Prosperity. Part of our mastermind group division is the tax practice builder, is a turnkey process on how to build a tax preparation firm from the ground up. We also have the tax client conversion process, which is regardless if you own it or you rent it, like we've talked about in this podcast, you can plug in and we show you how to market to and how to foster the relationship and how to ultimately convert those tax clients into financial services clients. And so if you're interested in that, learn more at claritytoprosperity.com. Reach out to us. We'd love to share that with you. But thank you again, Brian. And uh, we're going to call it a wrap till next month. The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit claritytoprosperity.com.